God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for this opportunity to come into your house, to bless your name, to worship you, Father, to praise you. And God, I thank you now that everything has made way for your word. God, I thank you now that you are in the midst of us. And Father, we are opening our hearts. And God, we are opening our ears to receive what you have to say to us. So Father, as we go into this moment, speak to us like never before, God. Father, I pray that you will open the eyes of our understanding, God, that we may become closer and closer to you, God. In this moment, God, increase our faith even here in this moment. Lord God, do what only you can do in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Come on, let's do it again. Give God praise in his house. You know what? I was thinking about, we in the summer school series, and I was thinking about a while ago, you can have your seat, uh, how whenever a um, team is getting ready to go up to an important match, that in school we have this thing called a what? Prep rally. Hey, y'all, y'all remember the prep rallies? The band will play, the, the cheerleaders will uh, cheer, the dancers will come and dance, and, and then, you know, the coach will come up and do it and encourage and talk. And the thing is to get you hyped for what's the victory that's already about to become. And I think about worship service every Sunday is our prep rally for the victory in your week. Amen. Praise God. So we come here to lift up, to make some noise for what God is getting ready to do Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, and Saturday. And then when next Sunday come, guess what? We're going to have another prep rally because he's going to do something again next Monday, next Tuesday, next Wednesday, next Thursday, next Friday. The good report. It's going to come, and as a sign that we believe that God is going to do it, I'm going to make some noise. I don't know about y'all. I, I know God is getting ready to do stuff in my life, so I'm going to praise God in advance. Amen, amen. So we come to have a prayer rally. Somebody shout, prayer rally. Indeed. So we got to get, we gotta get, get your energy up. Amen, praise God. Get your energy up for God, because he's deserving of it. He's worthy of it. When, and not only just I'm praising God in advance, but when I look at what God has done for me, when I look at my life, and I, I, yeah, somebody say, you say that every week because that's, that's my testimony. When I look at what God did for me, when I see all of the ways it made, in the times where I was in the midst of danger and God spared my life, hallelujah. When I see how God healed my body, I can't help but to give God praise. I can't help but to respond hallelujah. So every time you talk about Jesus, you, I promise you I'm going to get excited. I got, a, I got a question. Is there anybody excited for the word of God this morning? So let's get into it. We are in a series called Summer School. Somebody shout Summer School. We are learning and we're going through the book of Mark and learning of how, it, it, how we're supposed to be a student as we are learning that consistency in our walk with God. And so we're going to dive a little deeper in today. Um, I think tonight, today, this morning is going to be a part two. If you came to Bible study, it's going to be a part two of that. Amen. So let's go to Mark chapter five. Mark chapter five. Mark chapter five. And as you turn in there, if you're willing and you're able, lift on your feet. Out of honor and respect for what God is getting ready to say to us. Mark chapter 5. Starting at verse 1. Mark chapter 5. Starting at verse 1. You'll find these words. And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship immediately. Somebody shout immediately. There met him a man out of the tombs. A man 
uh, met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling place among the tombs and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. Verse 5, and always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and what? Worshipped him. And he cried with a loud voice and said, what have I do? What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Verse 11, and now there was now unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they, and they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. Fifteen, thank you, baby, for the amen. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil, had the legion sitting and clothed and in his what? Right mind. And they were afraid. And they, and they that saw it told him, how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart from off, out of the coast. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed that he would might be with him. Verse 19, really focusing on this. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them, Great things the Lord has done for you, and has and has what had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all what men did marvel. 19. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, um, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee, and has had compassion for thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And the Bible says, what all men marvel. On your way down, look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, excuse me, but I got to brag on God. Give God glory as you sit down. Look to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, excuse me, but I got to brag on God. And I just dare you to begin to brag on God to your neighbor. Look I, look, I know him to be a healer. I know him to be a deliverer. This morning, I want to preach and teach from the thought, bragging rights secured. Bragging rights secured. Back in school, because we're talking about in school, we played, we would go to recess, right? 
Y'all remember we go to recess and it would be, it was, like I was thinking about the other day, this son that um, this church are playing in now is not the same son we played in when we were growing up. It's just, this is, this is a different type of heat. Amen, praise God. But back in the day, when we would go to recess, we would play games. And when we play games, Lord, don't let us win. Because if we won, you best believe you were going to hear about us winning. Because the team who won had this thing called bragging rights. Y'all remember that? You won, you had the bragging rights so you can rub it in the loser face. Amen, praise God. You, look, I won, but win and win a chicken dinner. You can say all of that because you won. The winner could boast because they had the victory, right? The winner could brag because they had the victory. And I just really believe that if you say that God is who he say he is to you, if you say that God has done what he has done for you for real, then guess what? You have what's called bragging rights. That since you have Jesus in your life, if you really say, I belong to Jesus, if he, if he is in your life, you have the what? Victory. Somebody shout victory. You've already won. You've already won. No matter what comes your way, you've already won. So every time you get, we ought to brag on the fact that God has given us the victory. Amen. Praise God. That you ought to brag on the fact that God has already made a way. Good God from Zion. That, you, that God has already healed your body. Every chance you get, you ought to brag on God. Because when God made a way, he was giving you bragging rights. When God healed your body, he was giving you bragging rights. When God was a mind regulator, when you thought you was about to lose your mind, he was giving you bragging rights. When God opened doors that no man could open in your life, guess what he was doing? He was giving you bragging rights. And the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 10 and 17, if any man glories, let him glory in the Lord. If any man is going to boast, let him boast in the Lord. If any man is going to brag, let him brag in who? God. Because everything that has happened to me, everything that has gone on in my life is because God has brought me here to this point. And so I, every chance I get, I'm going to brag on God. Your testimony, I'm moving on, is your tool to change the world. I'm going to say that again. Your testimony is your tool to change the world. You don't need a microphone. You don't need a license because you've already have the victory. Hallelujah. Your victory is making way for somebody else to get theirs. And all you need is the confidence in God and the opportunity. All right? And when that opportunity presents itself, good God from Zion, you should be rushing to brag on God. I was thinking about the other day, you know, it's a TikTok that say, look, I already had the plan. I just needed the platform. Good God from Zion. And look, God has already made a way. I already know what God has done. And now I'm just waiting for the chance to tell somebody how good God has been to me. I hope I'm making sense. I know it's a trend. It's a trend right now to brag on my man, my man, my man. Amen. Praise God. If you, y'all, y'all, y'all know y'all on social media. I know, I know y'all here. You get the present, what they call the princess treatment. Amen. Amen. And so you brag on my man, my man, my man, because he's done so many things for you. But I want to flip that around and tell you about my God. I want to tell you that I want to tell you about God's favor. I want to tell you God, about God's faithfulness and about his power. I want to tell you about God's wisdom, about God's word in my life and how he has changed me. Because God has been, what, too good to me. He's been better to me than I could even be to myself. So every chance I get, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to brag on God. I don't, look, I don't know about anyone else, but every chance I am going to get, I'm going to brag on God because I'm a witness of what God can do. 
Not because I've seen him doing it in everybody else's life, but he did it for little old me, good God from Zion. A country boy from Oxford, Mississippi. God did it for me. And I come to tell somebody that if you would just trust him, if you would just open, give him your life, God would do the same thing. They say, ain't no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he's, guess he can do it for you. But all you have to do is try him. The reason why we have to be ready to tell somebody about God's goodness is because you don't know how what God has done for you is going to draw someone else deeper in their walk with God. This is the reason why you got to share your testimony. You don't know how your testimony is going to draw somebody else deeper into their walk with God. Your testimony, this bless me, your testimony is the key to someone else, someone else breakthrough. Uh, you taking notes, put that down. My testimony is the key to someone else's breakthrough. Let's repeat that. Say, my testimony. All right, put your preacher voice. My testimony is the key to somebody else's breakthrough. And so somebody else is waiting on you to open your mouth about what God has done in your life so that they can have a faith for God to do it in theirs. Because once they see how God brought you out, once they see how God changed your life, they're going to want, going to want that same experience in theirs. I remember in school, um, back in the day, they used to tell us to raise your hand if you have a question. And they say, always ask your question even if you feel like it's a crazy question. And they say, ask it because somebody else may have the same question but too afraid to ask it themselves, right? And here's the reason why you got to open your mouth. Somebody else may be struggling with what, what God has already brought you out of. Good God from Zion. This, this is the reason why you got to testify. Somebody else may be in the same predicament. And now when, God, when you testify that God brought you out, now they have the faith and the revelation to go after God for that same experience. Am I making sense to you today? So somebody else may be struggling with the same thing you're struggling with. Somebody else may be struggling with the same thing that you went through or what God has shown you. And your testimony may be the answer to their questions. Your testimony may be the confirmation that they need. Your testimony may be the comfort that they need. Your testimony may be what God wants to use to introduce hope to somebody's life. So every chance you get, you need to brag on God. Every chance you get, let you. I, I know it's. I'm, I'm, I, I watch. I think I watch TikTok too too often. But they said it's another TikTok that said, "Look, prepare to be sick of me." Amen. Praise, praise God, because I know something good is about to happen. So prepare to be sick of me talking about God. Prepare to be sick of me talking about God's goodness. Amen. Praise God. So as we talk about testimonies, we have to expand our perception of what a testimony is. And we talked about it a little bit Wednesday night, and I just felt led to bring it again to us this Sunday morning so we can, everybody can hear it. Uh, we got to expand our testimony, our, expand our perception and understand of what a testimony is. So to understand what a testimony is, I know we're in school, but let's go to court. Let's go to the courtroom. In a legal case, when a legal case is open, many people are involved, right? You have the defendant, you have the prosecutor, you have the lawyer, you have the judge, you have the witness, and you have the jury, right? All of these people, all of these people have special roles in allowing the truth to be revealed about that case. And in a moment, a witness takes the court stand to share their testimony as evidence to their truth of the case. 
Watch this. The witness's job is simply to restate what they have experienced. They are to restate what they saw and they heard so that everybody else can hear it. And so as different witnesses speak out about what they have seen and what they have experienced, the truth is revealed in their testimonies. Am I making sense? Um, because watch this. The more the witnesses, the easier the truth is revealed. I'm going to say that again. The more the witnesses, because this is going to make sense in a second, the easier the truth is revealed. The more the witnesses, the easier the truth is revealed. Why? Because as they share their testimony, the truth is the common denominator out of all of their testimonies. Am I making sense? So you got this witness saying this thing, and you got this witness saying this thing, and you got this witness saying this thing, and you have this witness saying this thing. But the truth of the whole case is where all of those testimonies come together. Am I making sense? The common denominator around all of the witnesses. So if you have more witnesses, you have more evidence to what the truth is. I hope I'm making sense. So the more the witnesses, the easier the truth is revealed. Amen. So because in the multitude of witnesses, the truth is in the common denominator. And I want to declare to you today that, Je that this world has Jesus on trial. This world has Jesus on trial. The Bible de declares Satan as the accuser of the brethren, right? He's making claims to destroy Jesus' name on the earth. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's making a claim against you. The Satan is, he got you, he got you on, on, on court, in court. He's making a claim against you. He's saying that you don't love God the way you say you love him. He's telling God, God, you call yourself making a way for them and they still won't live for you. He's telling God, you call yourself dying for them and they still won't turn to you. He's telling God in court, God, you say you have all power, but I got them stricken with pain. He's telling God, you say you're a holy God with a holy people, but I keep trapping your people in temptation. He's telling God, look, your people don't love you for real. Satan is an accuser, making a claim and a case against God. Satan, he wants to shut God down. Amen. Satan, he wants to set, shut the kingdom, kingdom of God down by trying to convince the world that his lies are the truth. I hope I'm making sense. So the world, we're in court, right? Satan is the accuser, and they got God on Jesus on trial. But the world is watching and waiting to find out what is the truth about this man called Jesus. This world is sitting, and they're watching, and they're waiting to figure out what is this truth about Jesus. And the only way they can find the truth about Jesus is if he has a what? Witness. And I just got a one question for you this morning. Is there anybody that wants to take the stand for Jesus? Is there anyone that's willing to testify for what God has done in your life? Because your testimony is the evidence in this case that proves Satan to be a liar. Your testimony proves that Satan is a liar and that God is everything that he has said he will be. We just... We just said that in the multitude of testimonies, there is truth, right? In the multitudes of testimonies, there is truth. In the multitude of testimonies of witnesses, there is truth because the common denominator is the truth. And I just, I just really believe that if we will all stand up and testify for what God has done, the common denominator will be that God is a healer. The common denominator is that God is a provider. The common denominator out of all our testimonies is that God is a mind regulator, that God is a heart fixer, that God is a deliverer. God is a way out where you did have a way. And I'm a living witness, amen, that who God is 
he has revealed it to me in my life. So your testimony proves the devil to be a liar. I'm going to say that again. Your testimony proves that the devil is a liar. And this is why it's important to share your testimony with people who are struggling with things. Because in doing so, you're telling them that that's not the truth. When you see somebody else, when you see somebody else getting diagnosed with something and you know God has healed from you, you can tell them, look, this is what God did for me, so that's not the truth. When you see somebody else struggling with depression and anxiety or struggling with what you used to struggle, you can tell them, look, I know that's what you're going through right now, but that's not the truth because the truth is what God has done for me in my life. And so as you introduce your testimony to other people, it is bringing them into revelation of what the truth of God is for them. 